Welcome to episode four of BSN Radio. In this episode, I asked Candice Helene about her experience preparing for her recently acquired 2014 Miss Petite British Columbia title, as well as her future plans on competing at the NPAA BC Classic in the women's figure division. We also digress into the topic of approaching the holiday season with some healthy awareness about food choices and avoiding post-binge depression. Candice, I just want to thank you for joining me on the show. Um, and uh, before we get to it, um, maybe you can just tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. So let's just start with, uh, you know, what's your name? What do you do for a living? And and uh, how about what's your passion? What's my passion? All right. So my name is Candice Helene, and I'm a server at Cactus Club, and I also work front desk at... Um, the gym, the downstairs, and I also teach as well. And my passion is uh, art, so drawing, and fitness. And what do you teach exactly? I teach TRX, which is a total suspension training, and as well as dancer size, and hip-hop, and jazz, and so on. Oh, so you got a, you got a mixed bag of tricks, do you? Yeah, that's right. That's cool. That's really cool. I just... I just know one thing. I just pick stuff up and put it down. <laughs> and that's it. Um, so uh, w- what I really wanted to get you on the show to talk about mainly was uh, was your, your... Now, is it appropriate to call it a pageant? Yep. Okay, so... And it was, what, the Miss BC pageant? Miss Petite. Uh, it was at Miss Petite Canada. But Mi- I... Okay. Yeah, so it was for um, the whole title of... Canada and there's three categories um so it's petite teen and globe so globe are the taller ladies and petite obviously my category was under five five and then the teen were um ladies under 19. Okay well that's good to mention because when when you say petite um I assumed it was just kind of like uh a whole different um pageant like I thought there was like a Miss BC and then there was like a Miss Petite BC or Canada, that kind of thing. But uh, those yeah. actually refer to the divisions as they apply to what, height or weight or both? Height. Height. Okay. Yeah. Categories were getting too, um, too big as just Miss Canada, so they divided it up. Okay. Um, yeah. How did you get involved in that? Actually, it was very, um, very random. One day someone messaged me on Facebook. Uh, she was Miss Universe, Universal, sorry. And um, so she just messaged me on Facebook randomly, and I thought it was a spam at first. So I kind of looked into it, did some background check on it, checked out her Facebook, and uh, of course Google and everything like that. So found out it was legit and responded to her, kind of gave her my basic information. And I'm like, oh, this sounds like kind of cool. You know, there's a talent show. Cool, I could go on stage and dance again. <laughs> and uh, so I got myself involved in something way more than I expected. So, yeah, once, uh, once someone responded back to her, I had an interview set up on over the telephone. And so they just asked me uh, random questions, and then I was able to answer them apparently well. And so they called me a week later to tell me I was accepted into, into the competition. And did you ever expect that you might do something like this? A pageant? No. Not at all. Not at all. Not, That's really not at all. Yeah. Now, how did you prepare for the pageant? Because obviously this was a new experience. And yes. um, so how did you prepare and did you have a coach? Uh, no. I, well, my, I would like to consider my dad to be my coach. He's been my coach my whole entire life through my um, competitive dance years. And so with this, he would put a camera in front of me and get me to practice my speech which I still have to practice. I talk too fast and I mumble. So that was probably the hardest thing, knowing that I had to go on stage and open my mouth because I'm not used to that. I can go on stage and perform and smile, but when I have to talk, that's a whole whole other story for me. So that was probably the biggest challenge of preparation. And of course, I'm not the girly girl type, so I don't do my makeup very often. I don't look at my hair now. It's up in a bun. 
And so <laughs> having to learn how to do my hair. So I taught myself over YouTube, all that, all that stuff. And then of course, just practicing questions. I went on YouTube again and watched a whole bunch of videos and, uh, you know, trying to get as knowledgeable as I can about, about Canada. And then, so my boyfriend would every night have a page of questions to ask me and I would practice answering them. And, uh, how, uh, how long, like, let's just put this in hours, how many hours per night or per week would you spend practicing that sort of stuff? Oh, it depends, I guess, on my schedule and everything. But, um, so we probably practice about five times a week. So probably about like an hour every night. And, so, and were there any guidelines on how often that you should practice these sorts of things? No, they leave it all up to you. Leave it all up to you, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would have to say that um, if you'd want to get far in something like that, you'd have to kind of put in that time. It's an, it's kind of unfortunate that they didn't have any kind of tips to give you on how, exactly how long to spend. but it, Yeah, and that was, uh, there's always a catch, right? So, you know, you're, I wasn't sure if uh, the girls I was going to be competing with had, were experienced in pageants. You know, here I am. I wasn't at all. And the only uh, mentor I was getting was the girl who recruited me. So just asking her as many questions as I can. And then, of course, I had a couple of friends who have been involved, but only for pageants on the island or in BC. Nothing this big before. And how accessible was uh, your mentor, the Miss, what, Universe, Universal? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. So, yeah, so she won um, Miss Petite Canada. Then she went to the Universal competition and won that as well. Okay. So, and, and so how often did you get to kind of get the face to face with her and, and, and work on your stuff? Well, it was all, all over Facebook, um, actually. So she's from Toronto. So that's how we keep in touch. Anytime I'd had a question, uh, she'd answer back to me right away, but I never got to meet her face to face until the competition. Oh, wow. So she, she was there. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, how did, uh, so you spent a lot of time um, going over uh, questions and lines and stuff like that. But how, how else did you prepare? Uh, did, like, what sort of uh, physical components were there? Uh, yes, so the physical components. Um, of course, one is taking care of my skin. I was always had a, I've always had skin issues, and so staying on top of that. Of course, dieting, not dieting, but, you know, being on top of my nutrition and making sure I was 100% going into competition um, <clears throat> energy-wise and, and whatnot. So, and then as well, of course, just, uh, keeping, if I'm going to be on stage in my bikini, of course, I made sure I put in those hours at the gym and, uh, made sure I was committed to my activities. Now you don't fuss too much on calories, right? No, I do not. <laughs> so when, when you, um, talk about, you know, staying on top of your nutrition, how exactly did you go about that for, uh, preparing for the pageant? Just so um, that, uh, you know, other younger girls who might be listening have an idea so that uh, they can kind of maybe follow in your footsteps and not have to obsess about things like calories, which can be oh, helpful, but yeah. there's also that, you know, psychological downside to it as well. Yeah, of course. Well, actually, it was quite an experience when I got to the pageant, how many girls were not um, knowledgeable in that in that area. I mean... Um, they were surprised about me eating my vegetables. Even I would eat their vegetables cause they wouldn't eat them. And I was like, you guys, you got to eat your vegetables. And here they were, they all were getting sick. <laughs> and so I would take them into my room, give them vitamin B and vitamin C and tell them they feel better the next day. Um, so uh, for me, I, you know, keep it pretty basic making sure I get my proteins and my, my healthy carbs and everything like that, making sure I eat a, a cup of vegetables with every meal. And, uh, you know, even the smoothies, the best way I find to get my fruits and veggies in. And I, as well, I take Juice Plus, which is um, fruits and veggies in a capsule. So it's just there to help bridge that gap of uh, the nutrition that you don't get every day. So it's making sure you're getting, and yeah, protein, protein, protein. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a good approach. And uh, yeah, I kind of do the same thing with my antioxidants. Like uh, I, I eat, I usually eat vegetables with every meal, but um I mean, they're, they're pretty basic in the way of their nutrient content. Like I usually go for green beans. So, um, to get like that, that extra kind of shot of antioxidants, I, uh, most days, but usually my workout days, I'll have a smoothie with a, a cup of blueberries in it because blueberries yeah. are obviously high in antioxidants. So that's usually how I get all that. And then I take a vitamin D supplement and, 
and some yeah, other especially things. for us islanders here, right? We're in the rainforest, we don't get all that sunshine that we need. So, yeah, I take my vitamin I don't D even with my omega three. The sun looks like and... anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's always great here. Yeah. Um. Uh, now, what was the uh, hardest aspect of your prep? Would you say? Uh, <laughs> probably walking in heels. That was. Even till that day, I mean, we had to wear high heels the whole entire time, right? So you can blisters all over my feet and just had to soak them every night. But that was probably <laughs> the hardest for me to adapt walking in four-inch heels. Because I'm used to me, I only do the two or three-inch, but that extra inch, it was that was painful. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. Yeah. Now you won Miss BC, right? Yes. So that's where it kind of gets a little bit confusing for, so it's 12 days that I was there. Um, the first four days was regionals assessment. So that's when I won Miss BC. So that was almost like a practice round for all of us before we got onto the big stage. We had our, our bikini walk, our gown walk, and our private interviews in front of nine judges. And then we had a makeup assessment and a hair assessment. And then that is what um, got us into our regional titles. So that way, when we got into um, the Miss Canada part, we had our own titles beforehand. So, you know, oh, Miss BC is runner up for yada, yada, yada. So that's so they, what that was all about. They just kind of had to make sure you were the real deal and you were, you were there and in it and ready to go and, and be presentable for the actual national kind of stage, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Um, was there a big difference between the provincial versus the, the national kind of uh, – the stage that that you know that that culture you had oh once um not so much in my experience other than you know a bigger stage and we had to learn different walks for presenting our our bikinis and our dresses and whatnot so that was just different rehearsal wise you, you had to learn whatnot. a different walk uh the bc stage versus the canada stage yes just um you know like the way you turn your poses i mean we, we'd be up until three in the morning practicing our walks and if we didn't get it right, we couldn't be, we couldn't go to bed. Wow, you think <laughs> so, you think it would have been the same? It would have been standardized. Yeah, well, that's what it it honestly changed all the time. They change it every day. Actually, we're doing this now. We're doing this now. So they're always keeping you on your feet. You gotta be, you gotta be a hundred percent as much as possible. Anyways. Now, did you ask anyone if that's kind of the usual deal? If that happens every year, that they just kind of change everything like that? Yes. So we had. Um, ladies who got uh won some titles last year were there to help us out and uh they said yeah it was the exact same as last year but there was more more girls in this competition than were last year so i think there was about 60 last year competing we started out with 120 and then by the third day 30 people dropped out of it dropped out or were like cut they were dropped out like they couldn't do it they can't handle handle it so Oh, what would you yeah. what would you say was probably the biggest determining factor for dropping out among these girls? Um, I'll be careful what I say here. Um, definitely. No one's gonna I listen was, to this show. You don't have to worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So probably, I think it's just the pressure. I mean, the first three days were the very hardest because we were up so late, and those were our hardest days. So I think. Um, girls who have never competed before being under that amount of pressure just couldn't handle it and they they just cracked so I mean for me I've been competing my whole life and I've dealt with being around that many girls I've you know and so it was easy for me to adapt um, but I think just just the pressure and you know being under a contract I think was a little bit scary <laughs> now for for girls who might not have a history of uh uh, you know, might not have a competitive background, what might you suggest um, they kind of, how, how might they kind of prepare themselves for doing what you did and, and heading to the national stage? Um, I think just being open-minded for sure and just uh, just being ready for, you know, like long nights and not getting that proper nutrition. So I would just, I would advise, you know, loading up on supplements it's really important because if you're not going to be getting all that nutrition there to keep you going, even if you're, you know, you're only surviving on three, four hours sleeps while you have to be smiling the whole time, right? And looking your darn best. 
Um, so I would definitely say supplements and just making sure you're on top of your nutrition because that's your fuel mm-hmm. for sure. Um, do you think there's more pageants in your future? Mm. And no. <laughs> for me, I think that was the one time I got to try it out. Um, it's just, I loved it. It was the best part was meeting all the girls and um, just being able to be a part of something like that. And it was so new for me. But now I think that I've got a, a taste of it. Um, it's just not really my forte, I don't think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just to recap, how did you place uh, in, the, in the Miss Canada stage? Oh, I got into top 15, so which is pretty good. Wow, um, I that think. is awesome. Yeah. So there are how many competitors left after 30 dropped out? Uh, there was 90. 90, so top yeah. 15 out of 90. Yes. Damn, girl so, got skills. Yeah, <laughs> and it was actually really funny. It was the bikini, the bikini part that I got cut out of, which I was, you know, I was really hoping for. But part of it was my bathing suit that I ordered, a silver bathing suit, did not come in on time. So I had to kind of wing it. My dad, thank goodness, was there to support me during that journey. Mm-hmm. And um, so he got one from the gift store, and then he spray painted it silver. And then I hadn't tried it on before the competition. I don't know why I didn't. So, of course, right when I'm about to go on stage, we're all changing chaos in the back backstage. And I put it on, and the bottoms are way too big on me. It looks like a diaper. And, so, <laughs> and of course, we wear these gold um, skirts with it that you're supposed to, like, kind of, like, take off and, you know, do your modeling thing with it. And there's no way I was taking mine off. So <laughs> that deducted me. So you just skipped that part. I just skipped that part. That, that's strategy, yeah. though. That's that's strategy. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, it didn't didn't work out for you in the end, but uh, <laughs> no. it's uh, it's it's one of those things where it's it's better to kind of keep that that sort of thing out of wraps. Once people see the diaper, yeah. then it's all yeah. over, right? <laughs> yeah, for, for, exactly. Because if you wanted to go back, they'd always remember that. But <laughs> now it's just the, okay. You got you got deducted some points because you didn't stick to the routine. Big deal. Yeah. No one's gonna yeah. remember that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> okay, so pageants aren't in your in your future. Um, so we'll we'll segue into what you've got coming up because I I already know, but the listeners don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, do you even lift? Do I even lift? Do I ever? <laughs> I like to think so, anyways. <laughs> what What do your workouts look like right now? What my workouts look like? Oh, yeah. boy. Um, so I, I, I try and get in the gym about five times five times a week. Um, I do my TRX, warm up with that. Um, and I try and keep it, you know, my leg days. Um, uh, keep it separate from my shoulders and triceps. Back and biceps another day. And uh, I try and squeeze cardio in there, but I'm not, you know, it's, usually you're a cardio lover or you're a weight weightlifting lover so i don't like cardio but i try and get that in twice a week um so um and are you finding uh, that the cardio helps you kind of um maintain your leanness or does it make much of a dent i mean you're pretty lean as it is um i don't know if that's kind of your natural homeostatic condition or if you kind of need those two days to maintain where you're at um, lately I've been finding my metabolism, I guess, as I'm, um, getting older, my, my, my metabolism is slowing down. I'm noticing, older, um, <laughs> older uh, age, as I'm aging, I don't know how to <laughs> not be. Okay. Okay. Not Just so our listeners know, how old are you? I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just saying I would eat three plates of spaghetti. <laughs> Hormones no are at an all time high right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I honestly, I I see a difference in my in my abs. If I do more cardio in a week, I you know I get because um, all my all my weight seems to go to my my hips. And that's mm-hmm. my my part that I have um, the hardest time working on. So I'm blessed with my mother's waist. Um, so I find if I do more cardio, um, then I'm able to yeah look a little bit more cut. But but not excessive cardio. Not excessive. No. How long are your not. sessions? Your cardio sessions. Fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, so you you yeah. keep it really trim, like you know, yeah. an hour max a week, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's very good. And I think that's important for our listeners to to realize that you know you don't have to do hours and hours of cardio. 
you know, four, five, six, seven days a week necessarily to hit your aesthetic goals. As long as you're weight training on a regular basis, um, you know, you're being fairly progressive with that. I would say that, I mean, I try when I'm working with my clients, I use the cardio sparingly. If, if we really need, cause if they're seeing progress with just the weight training, we don't need to add the cardio. That being said, I do like to keep cardio, like one longish cardio session in there per week, just so we can kind of maintain mitochondrial density, making sure that they're still being efficient at using fat as a fuel source. Um, but it definitely doesn't, uh, it, it, it doesn't, um, uh, comprise the, you know, the bulk or even close to, you know, half of, of the training regimen. So yeah, I think cardio in little doses is really good and it helps you keep your sanity. And I think, um, I think if you like to do it, you should just try not to overdo it. Yeah. And I, you know, I see a lot of people who say they go to the gym and they just do cardio, but then they're talking to their friends or, you know, they're watching something while they're on the recumbent bike. And it's just, does that, you know, is that really counting? You know, you're, it's time consuming too, right? So, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, if oh, you're... if I'm not actually, if I'm on a recumbent bike and I'm not actually focus on focusing on, on biking, my, yeah. uh, you know, RPM slow right down. <laughs> oh yeah. If someone walks into the room and they start having a conversation with me, yeah, my RPM slow right down. It's like, I'm accomplishing yeah. nothing right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, okay. So, all right. So cardio is at a minimum. Uh, you're doing your weight training. Um, where do you train? And uh, what's your favorite gym? Oh, what's my favorite gym? Okay, so, well, I work at the downstairs. So obviously I train here. Um, I probably train here about um, twice a week. Um, so I, I love it here because it's new equipment and whatnot. I would like it to be a bit bigger because um, it does get crowded easily, but the equipment's really nice. Um, my favorite gym is definitely Athletics Club, Nanaimo Athletics Club. Um, just the atmosphere there is great. And uh, so, you know, I see a lot of people who are in shape and a lot of hard workers in there, um, people, you know, working to get in shape. So it's very uh, a motivating, inspiring uh, place to be in. And they've got tons of equipment. Uh, so it's just good vibes there. And then I also work out at Body Works. Uh, in Parksville, where I live, mm-hmm. um, so I'm kind of all over the place. So, yeah, Body Works is great. You know, they're improving, um, but I would I have a hard time working around, you know, boys who just stand in groups of fives, you know, talking, talking while, while they curl one one uh, dumbbell at the side. Yeah, that's right. Or just at least trying to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, are you a machines kind of girl or a free weights kind of girl or, or do you just, free weights. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I try to avoid, um, machines, you know, especially for, for leg day. Of course I go ahead and use the squat rack and, uh, other than that, I'm all free weights when it comes to shoulders. Um, you know, back, I would, if anything, I use the cable machines the most. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, sure. I love cables. Cables are good yeah. for so many things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely to kind of round out the free weight work because with the cables, you can adjust that strength curve and, and, uh, get tension on the muscle where there wouldn't be tension in, in certain joint angles, uh, as if you were to use just dumbbells or barbells, right? Yeah, that's um, right. And then different resistance going on. Yeah. And I'm sure you notice the same thing with your TRX work. Right? Oh yeah. It's going to be a lot. And, and I mean, you're, uh, with the TRX, you're moving your body around the implement whereas with free weights you're moving the implement that's right right so it's definitely a different effect on the body and with trx it's a full body experience yes for sure yeah all core all the time yeah (laughs) do you feel that the trx work has kind of changed um a your 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 profile like your 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 body itself your progress um and has it changed your uh your your programming much Yes, um, especially for my shoulders. I dealt with um, a lot of pain right in the center of my shoulders there, and I couldn't figure out why. Um, so one of the kinesiologists here, Clay, he's pretty um, familiar with the TRX, so he was, I was sharing that with him, and he showed me some exercises of how it just you know works with, it's not just strength uh, training, it's mobility, flexibility. And so um, it helps me so much with my shoulders. So I use it every time to warm up with my shoulders. 
and um, definitely with my core, I use it. I try to encourage people to use it for their core because that's what you're engaging the whole time and a lot of people lack on that core strength. So it's great mm-hmm. to get, while you're waking up all those other parts of your body, uh, your muscles, your core is engaged the whole time. So you're getting your body to work as one that way. So I definitely, yeah, um, definitely it's in my program for sure. And I definitely encourage people to, um, to use it as it's helped me. So I can help them too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's one of the reasons why I like things like, um, now this is, isn't a TRX exercise, but it's uh, like bent over rows or, or T-bar rows where you're doing, yeah. you have an iso, you're uh, contracting isometrically through the spine or, or through the trunk muscles, um, but moving dynamically through your shoulder girdle. And uh, even though it's a quote unquote back exercise, sorry, uh, like um, rowing lat, you know, upper back type of exercise, um, I find it really helpful for a lot of people, including myself, just to strengthen the low back to actually, yeah. um, move dynamically while in that bent over position, stabilizing your spine, as opposed to just, you know, doing crunches where you're, uh, concentrically moving through your spine, uh, or, or even, I mean, I like good mornings too, but I find that when you actually get into that stabilized position, bent over and you're doing work with your appendages, it has such a greater demand and requires such uh, it requires greater motor control that teaches you valuable lessons um, in in how to tighten up your trunk when doing yeah. any sort of movement. Yeah. And so the TRX basically does the same thing. You're going to be sus- suspended from it. You may be doing you know inverted rows, or you might be doing push-ups. Uh, or any number of uh, different exercises where you have to contract isometrically through your trunk while moving dynamically with your appendages. Yeah, that's right. So um, what's your favorite body part or movement um, to train, uh, and which is your least favorite? (laughs) Oh, boy, that's a hard one. Least favorite? I don't really... I'm going to have to say calves. They're so stubborn on me. You know, (laughs) even my mother points out my, my cankles, I guess, you... Um, I've been teased for them in school. So, and they're so stubborn. So th- these um, are, these are big calves. Is that yes. what you mean by cankles? Yes. Um, yeah, you can barely see the definition between my ankle and my calf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that, that curve there, right? So, um, I, I, tr- I train them twice a week. Um, but, and then of course, you know, cardio as well, but they, um, yeah, they're, they're stubborn for me. So it's not that I don't enjoy working them out, but it's just, they make me a little bit frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and for my favorite thing, I would have to say, uh, shoulders or, oh, that's a hard one. Sh- sh- shoulders or my glutes <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I love leg day. Just being honest. Yeah. <laughs> All about the glutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, calves calves are definitely a tricky one i mean even if you look at guys who uh like i myself um i guess you you could say i was blessed in the calf department because um i've never done you know a bunch of calf training but i have large calves and i've had large calves for as long as i can remember and uh i like to say it's because i used to tiptoe into the kitchen late at night for that late night snack (laughs) Um, and did that all through childhood. But, um, yeah, that's definitely one of those things that I really didn't have to work for. And then you see guys like, say for example, Dennis Wolf, who's an IFBB pro who competes, who's been consistently kind of in the top five at the Olympia. Um, you know, he's been doing his thing for years and years and years and, and we can debate who's on drugs, who's not on drugs, but it's, it's, uh, obvious that it's a, um, a, uh, non, uh, drug tested federation, so Andy's in the top level. So, you know, we can safely assume, but he's the kind of guy who his weak point has always been calves. Yeah. And it's what a lot of people say is what's kept him from taking that top spot because he's got the size to do it. He's got the aesthetics to do it. Um, usually he comes in with good enough conditioning to to get near to that top spot, but his calves are just so teeny. Oh, especially <laughs> since he's a really big guy. He's a really big dude. Yeah, um, it's really good to see the difference. But you know, it's not like he doesn't know he has to work his calves. I guarantee you, he's working his calves all the time. And even yeah. with you know vitamin S, 
you know, all those sorts of things that he may or may not be doing and all that training, he's still just, he hasn't been able to bring those calves up. So there's definitely that genetic limitation that some people are just unfortunately going to have to cope with. That's right. Yeah. But, um, but then again, you were blessed in other areas, right? That's right. So I can't complain too much. There you go. <laughs> no one cares about the calves that much anyways. It's more, yeah. of a, it's more of an issue on guys. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. No, my boyfriend, he had a small cast, and then two months into it, he just was able to get them like that. A little lucky bugger. <laughs> well, you know, good good on him then. Put in the work. Yeah, and, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, now, do you train others, and is this something that you plan on doing in the future? Uh, yeah. So I'm not a certified personal trainer. Um, but you know, my friends come up to me and, uh, people have recommended working with me. So I, I will gladly help someone. Um, I've made progress for my sister and yeah, and friends. So I'll, you know, I'll charge them if I feel the need to, you know, if I'm going out of my way too much to do so. And, Don't undervalue uh, yourself, Candace. I know. <laughs> um, so, you know, Exactly. I put my own research in and uh, own time in to get the knowledge and the and the the work that I've done. So I have charged people uh, before, and I just I you know whatever gym I go to, I work out with them and let them know that's the catch there. And uh, and so yeah, and, and it's been great to see you know inspire people and um, and see them change um, th- through being that helping hand um, to them. So that's been pretty awesome. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna get my certificate and start uh, training people and take it more more seriously. And uh, hopefully, you know, I can make it my my job. Mm-hmm. On top of just yeah. being, you know, lending someone a helping hand, which I think for most people, they that's really all they need. They kind of need someone to lead them in the right direction because uh, there's so many. Uh, there's so much white noise out there that that kind of leads people astray. And right. um, I mean, for a lot of people, achieving their, you know, aesthetic goals or strength goals is is often a big mystery because there's so much, um, you know, conflicting information out there. And it just, you know, as long as there's someone to kind of point them in the right direction, then that can be a big game changer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially if they're beginners, right? And, uh, of course, it all depends what they're looking for, what they're wanting out of it. Um, but, yeah, it's really just getting that ball rolling for them. And once they do, they uh, you kind of just let them flap their own wings. And uh, But I'm there for them, you know, if they ever have any questions or anything like that or just needs more motivation. Need a gym buddy, buddy I'm, I'm going to be there. And it's just it's a great feeling, you know, once you share that passion with someone else and you're the one who helped, you know, get that positive change in their life. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Now, when you obviously you're already you're already training other people now, um, but in the future, would you focus more on helping people reach their aesthetic goals? So like losing fat, um, just improving their overall body image, um, or would you focus more on strength or both? And how do you plan on being a good coach in those disciplines? Um. Yeah, for helping, like, of course, you know, helping someone lose weight is I want to be able to relate to people. I've never had that issue before where I've been overweight or had issues with my weight. Um, if anything, when I started going to the gym, it was a um, a fallback for me for when I stopped dancing. Um, I had knee issues and and wrist issues from break dancing, so I had to go to the gym and start learning ways to to uh, strengthen other parts of my body to, you know, get my knees back to the way they are. And then I, I just stopped dancing and ended up going to the gym a whole bunch. So I think a lot of it would probably be focused on strength training and, you know, um, so how to, so sorry, what was, your, what was your last question? How to keep people? Um, yeah. So would you focus more on the aesthetic side, the strength side or both? And how would you plan on uh, implementing those well? you know, being a good coach at those in the future. Yeah. Um, Well, I find myself as a pretty bubbly person anyways, you know, like I see, I've seen observed trainers before, you know, they just, you know, sit there with their 
hands behind their back and, you know, don't really communicate with them. You got to get on that personal level with them, you know, why they're there, what's going on in their lives, you know, what kind of outlet is, you know, training for them sort of thing, right? So I yeah. think it is important to uh, get past the professional and get personal with them. You know, you kind of got to know what's going on in their lives so you can relate to them that way. Um, and, of course, I would be interested in doing the aesthetics and, and strength training as well because it, why not be as versatile as you possibly can? Yeah, and and seldom do you kind of have one without the other. Um, yeah. Although it's it's kind of good to to focus on one thing, but uh, kind of the more you know, as you learn and the more years that you spend at it, it really becomes you know one kind of solid approach. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, do you plan on competing? Uh, sorry, scratch that. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so m- moving on from you know, kind of your background and, and, and what you're doing right now, looking ahead. So you plan on competing at the National Physique and Athletics Association uh, regulated BC Classic in Richmond, BC sometime in May. How did you come to this decision? Um, well, I'm always wanting to have goals. Uh, like, you know, the pageant, for instance, that was my big goal of um, 2014. And I was feeling lost afterwards. And, you know, like... I always had goals of dance as well, uh, competing. Um, so now I was left without a goal. You know, of course, I had my weight training goals, but that just wasn't fulfilling enough for me. Um, so and those you know, are kind of like perpetual. I mean, you'll always have you'll always have those sorts of goals, and you'll always be uh, hitting them and making new ones and, and yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, it's nice to kind of look forward to kind of one big thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like what's the you know what's this next uh, stepping stone for me? What's the what's the next big challenge? You know, what's this? I have to have you know something in front of me that I can really have time to work towards. So. Um, you know, my boyfriend and I were both pretty passionate and worked uh, well together in the fitness aspect. And uh, so he was needing a goal as well. So, you know, I did my research and I've talked to people um, who have been in competitions before. And it sounds like a really great competition or uh, challenge. And so and people have told me like, oh, you got the body for it. You know, if you just train, do the training like you do so good. And I'm like, oh, OK, so that was that sparked my my interest. So looking into it and I was just like yeah like why not do something with fitness if I love it you know challenge me let's do it so told my boyfriend about it he was there with me so you know something that we can do together work together towards and be able to support each other and um so I'm that's just kind of what did it once he was on on it with me and that's and we decided to do it now do you think do you think he would have made this decision on his own had you not pushed him into it it might take him a little bit longer um, to maybe figure out if he really wanted to do it. Um, I think I was kind of the kick in the butt for him. Because, um, you know, if I'm going to do it, he's not, not going to do it. He's been talking about it for so long. So it's <laughs> always been there in his head. But um, I wasn't sure when he was actually going to, you know, when when his goal was to actually make it happen. So I think it's good that I, I was able to help him out that way. And then, of course, have a support and him say that I should be doing it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what division are you entering? Uh, figure. And is this a division that you see yourself remaining in, or do you plan on crossing over to, say, bikini, fitness, or perhaps even another division in another federation? Um, I, for now, um, I haven't thought too much. I, I guess I kind of have to see how I do in the figure, um, how my body adapts to the training and, and whatnot. So kind of... It's hard to say. Um, I think, you know, it was I was either going to enter the bikini or figure, but I found the figure uh, more challenging for me, and that's what I'm all about is the challenge. So that's why I decided to do figure. So I think I'll have to see. Well, you've already got a, a fair bit of, um, you know, muscu- muscular development already that uh, I don't think figure – I mean, uh, sorry, I don't think that bikini m- is necessarily – might not be the best fit for you right yeah. now whereas it might have been you know a couple of years ago exactly yeah yeah not that not that you couldn't cross over if you wanted to um, that's the thing. i probably have to take a step back from my training for sure which is not what i want to do <laughs> no no yeah and normally what i hear from um physique competitors particularly in uh female competitors because there tends to be so many more uh, divisions 
is that it's just kind of a natural progression. You know, you may, if you get into it really early, you may start in bikini, but your training is going to dictate um, kind of where you go from there. And you might move on to figure and then physique, uh, obviously, depending on the federation. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it just tends to be a natural progression. I mean, you will put on some more lean mass. Um, what aspects of your physique do you see yourself spending time on uh, improving in preparation for May? Um, definitely um, my lats. I need some. I'm a pretty boxy girl. I don't have many. Uh... So, yeah, definitely my lats. I could get that wider, wider look there. And um, I think for me, like I said before, that my um, my weight tends to go uh, to my thigh. So if anything, that's probably going to be where the cardio kicks in. Not so much working on my leg definition, um, just more of just, you know, tightening tightening it up and stuff. So, and probably a bit more of my shoulders as well. Yeah. From what I've seen, the, um, the figure girls aren't terribly, uh, shredded or too leaned out. And, yeah. um, and of those who are, they don't normally place the highest, at least not in, uh, the MPAA. It seems like, yeah. um, cause some federations conditioning is King. Yeah. But, uh, for figure, at least with the MPAA, it seems like, uh, at least from, from what I've seen, the V taper tends to rule all, um, it, whoever's got the best V taper and that sort of, um, that structure is, uh, tends to be the person who wins out. Uh, yeah. and oftentimes they don't, they aren't as uh, conditioned. They aren't as lean as uh, second place, third place or fourth place competitors. Yeah. It's all of what they're looking for too. Right. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, do you have any physique athlete role models? Who are they? And what do you like most about them? Um, yeah, I sure do. Uh, Manco fit. You know, it's funny. I don't even know her real name. Um, but I have her, what is her, is this oh, her body space? Uh, actually she's my Instagram. She was, was my Instagram. So she's just, um, she's just so energetic. I mean, a lot, a lot for me, for my, um, my role models is their personality, right? Um, you know, they don't come off as cocky or anything like that. They don't put down any other, you know, fitness people out there or anything like that. They're all there to, you know, improve themselves and to help people improve themselves as well. So, and she's so unique with her workouts and I love her outfits and she's, uh, you know, at each of her workout clips, she puts in a little dance move. So it's something that I feel like I would be doing. So, and I've uh, got a lot of um, tips from her that have helped me improve as well. So she's a very cool gal. And uh, of course, Erin Stern, um, cause she was the first one I, I noticed um, getting into, uh, I don't know where, where I came across, um, how I came across of her, but she, I just know her. She's like the, that name that I just remembered in my head. And, uh, same thing. She's, she's well, just... she's definitely one of the more popular ones. Uh, cause she does do a number of, uh, 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 educational is not the right word. Uh, tutorial like videos on uh, bodybuilding.com yes. and that sort of thing. Yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah. She's you know, very once... active. She does a lot of modeling. She's, you know, uh, definitely a spokes uh, model for bodybuilding.com and, and other sorts of companies like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's cool. Cause yeah, I see her a lot in bodybuilding.com, but not so much, you know, she doesn't post much to her Facebook or her Instagram. So when she does, I just lose it. And, you know, I just have to like figure out like, what is she posting? And, um, so yeah, so it's the same thing. She's very, you know, modest and humble. And, uh, I really appreciate that about, about fitness models and, and those sort of role models. And um, so do you follow her, her workout plans and do you, have you uh, like read any, any of her books or any of that kind of stuff? I have not read any of her books. Uh, you know, I haven't really m- read many um, fitness books, actually, believe it or not. I just mainly do all my stuff online. Um, so so what's, yeah, I what's your main I've resource her- then? Um, I would say bodybuilding.com and, uh, um, of course, you know, talking to people as well, but yeah, I would just say a lot of it is just like social media. I mean, there's so much of it out there now. I know fitness is a huge trend and everything like that. So a lot of it is just, um, doing my research online and, you know, it's always changing. So, um, 
I've been trying to kick myself in the butt to do, you know, get a book in my hand and learn that way, right? And uh, mm-hmm. um, so what was I gonna say about Harry Sternberg? But yeah, I've done I've done one of her programs on bodybuilding.com. Um, which one was that? What that doctor guy? Do you remember what it's called? I remember I was talking about it before. It was that uh, it must have came out there in October or something like that, or earlier. But yes. Mm. I've done one for programs before, and it was great. And this She's, was uh, a uh, a single workout program, or was it like a four week, eight week thing? It was an eight week thing, and um, but I did did my like own modifications to it. I didn't stick to it, um, you know. I didn't stick to the program fully. I've never ever stuck to someone's. I've never done anyone's program before, uh, straight through it. Um, I've always done my own modifications and whatnot. And what's your main uh, reason for doing those modifications? Like, what sort of things are you modifying? Um, so and what I guess might you rec- recommend for someone hopping on, a, you know, an eight-week program or something like that? I guess it's just a lot of it is to just, uh, you know, be patient. If, um, you know, if you're just learning something too, you know, of course, you're seeing whoever's doing the workout, you know, they're uh, – they're, to be lifting a lot more than someone who would just be starting off with, right? So not to have those high expectations. Um, so I guess my reason for modifying is just, you know, I have my own, like, I barely work out my chest. And she was saying to, you know, I think do do chest like twice a week. And so that wasn't, you know, that wasn't really for me, right? So I don't, um, for my own personal reasons. And um, so just instead of doing that, I would incorporate doing, you know, triceps instead, you know, just uh, just modifications that way. And is that just um, because it's like not the look that you're going for or? Um, yes. And um, yeah, I would say I would say so. The look I'm going for. Oh, I'm getting another call in. Just a minute. I need to decline that. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm much more important. Tell them yeah. to buzz off. <laughs> yeah. Um. And would you compare your physique to Aaron's in any way? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> she's, uh, I mean, she's got... What about in terms of conditioning? Like, in terms of... Because uh, on her site, she says that she walks around about 138, and contest, she's 132. That's a six-pound difference. That's yeah. not very big. That's That's peanuts. No. So yeah. obviously, ob- obviously, she's walking around at a very comfortable uh, uh, level of conditioning for her to only drop down, you know, six percent. Um, do you think that you know that's kind of realistic uh, in terms of um, you know people who look to her for uh, inspiration and, and that kind of thing? I mean, you yourself, do you think it's uh, it would be realistic for you to? kind of take all of her advice necessarily as, as uh, you know, would you take it more with a grain of salt knowing that she only has to cut six pounds in order to be competition ready? Um, I wouldn't really say. For most people, that's not very realistic, no. Um, she's very fortunate that way, I would say. Um, I mean, for me, when it comes to my weight training and, you know, seeing a difference in my body, I – I've been sitting at my same weight for, I don't remember the last time I was under 120 pounds. I'm always between 124, 128 at the most. Um, so, and I'm expecting for, to get into figure that I'm get to drop about 10 pounds um, once I'm cutting. Um, so, yeah, I guess when it's um, for preparation for competition, I, I, it's hard to say, right? Everyone's body's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Have you taken yourself very low? Like, uh, I don't know what, anything about your diet history. So mm-hmm. have, have you done, um, you know, a four-week, eight-week, 12-week uh, diet and tried to take yourself down to kind of see how low you can go in terms of your body fat? Um, not, not in terms of how low I can go. Um, I did a cleanse um when was that I must have been in September when I came back from the pageant that was a four-week cleanse and I got down to 121 and I just noticed just a big difference in being lean so that was pretty cool 
Um, but then again, I like my food, so and it wasn't anything <laughs> to do with counting calories. It was just those, um, you know, like no caffeine. It's just being a little bit more strict and and yeah. just kind of making you know quote unquote better choices or opting to yeah. to make your own meals instead of eating out. That's right. Kind of yeah, basic lot, decisions. A lot more prepping and uh, just being aware mm-hmm. of what you're putting in your grocery cart and stuff like that. You know, when it comes to artificials and refined foods and and whatnot. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, if they could just at least do that, then uh, they would. Pro- if their if their goals are modest, then they would mm-hmm. likely meet those goals, and they wouldn't have to resort to, um, you know, silly kind of restriction diets and uh, and and extreme dieting and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's right. I don't. I don't believe in you know. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't. 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 Can't. No. 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 It's all about yes, and you know, ha- making what's possible and what you should be doing, right? And it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of getting rid of that negative aspect of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 I, I I like to tell my clients that okay, you have a you have a checklist, yeah. and. Um, and you know you're gonna you're gonna have days where you're you know you feel like you're making progress, and you're gonna have times where you feel like you're not making progress. And I always want you to look back at your checklist and and see, okay, am I doing all the things on on this list of things that I know I should be doing? And if mm-hmm. I'm not doing one of those things or several of those things, then you know it's I shouldn't get depressed. It's not a big mystery. I'm in full control of what my body does. Uh, I know that if I don't do some of these things that I will probably not get the results that I'm looking for. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. You know, your, your, uh, results will come in direct proportion to the effort that you invest. And if you're just not investing, you know, a hundred percent, then don't expect a hundred percent. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't, uh, don't let it, uh, you know, don't beat yourself up if, uh, Mm. if you don't get those results, because you know that you should be doing some certain, you know, certain things. Yeah, you know, and we all, you know, we all have lives, you know, everyone has different lives and um, it's all about being realistic to your lifestyle as well, right? Um, of course, you got to make those modifications to make that change happen, but you got to be realistic and don't set yourself up for disappointment, um, which is a huge, you know, that's the thing people always have, you know, it's great to have goals, but like I said, yeah, be, make them realistic, make sure that they are achievable. Don't set yourself up for something that, uh, you, you know, you can't get done and that sort of time if you know you can't with your schedule or you know just as yourself i don't know what i'm saying but you're you're picking up what (laughs) i'm putting down yeah yeah no i agree i agree that's a very good point um so christmas is coming up and uh and this is you know touching on uh on on uh what you were just commenting on there what is your plan of attack before you begin your competition prep. So over the Christmas holidays, obviously, you know, you're going to want to enjoy yourself as you should. It's the holidays. I've gone through holidays where I've been totally straight edge. And I mean, I, I, I enjoy discipline, Yeah. but I've also learned that I can get away with eating off menu as long as I hit all those other things on my checklist. So that being said, you know, what's your plan of attack before you begin your competition prep? You know, what are you going to do over these, uh, over the holidays? Over the holidays. Oh boy. Um, I think it's just, I, I think a huge part of it is definitely, you know, alcohol. Um, you know, it's that time where everyone is getting festive, celebrating. Children, oh, you know, cover just, your ears. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think a lot of it is, like you said, moderation, right? It's uh, making sure you're checking off what you're supposed to be getting in. Yeah. It's okay to live a, lo- a, a little, um, you know, and just don't cut yourself such a big piece of the pumpkin pie, you know? Just, <laughs> <laughs> don't, just, you know? you're not supposed to eat the whole thing? Yeah, no. <laughs> just get your taste and there's no reason to go overboard. Um, I've never been too much of a sweet tooth anyways. So, I mean, like, I don't need that, you know, that sweet protein bar to kind of hold me over or anything like that. As long as I get a bit of turkey and ham in me, I'm happy that way. Mm-hmm. Um so are you going to try and fill up on, you know, all your quote unquote, uh, clean, uh, calories first. And then, you know, if something yeah. kind of suits your fancy, you might have a taste kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I just don't, yeah. won't let myself go overboard, but, uh, you gotta live a little. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I'm thinking here of like, you know, Christmas day itself. Um, do you I'll think, will. do you think that you're going to adhere to your normal, normal, um, uh, scheduled kind of me? I'm not. Now, I don't know if you actually kind of schedule your meals, if you're set on like a eating routine per se, 
but I'm sure you have like kind of a set number of meals you eat in the day that you usually stick to without even probably thinking about it. Do you plan on kind of sticking to that routine or are you just going to kind of um, blast and coast? So if someone sticks a bunch of food in your face, you know, you'll have your serving, you'll have your portion, and then you'll just kind of coast until the next big meal so that you're not snacking in between. You're kind of keeping your, your caloric intake uh, uh, in check just by kind of doing that. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm aware of them. I have to make some adjustments to my habits because um, I am I have a, a you know a big breakfast and a big dinner um, I think a lot of it for is when when I eat as well uh, of course you know being a server that throws me off you know I'll start work at 4 30 and won't be done till about 10 and I'm starving you know I got to get something in me so it's just being aware of what you're putting in you at that time right you don't want a huge isolin isolin spike um, right before you're about to go to bed or anything like that so um, so yeah so I think I know I'm gonna have probably have bigger not bigger meals but have more meals I guess I would say because I probably about have three meals and then I snack for the rest of the day so I probably get the I'm thinking probably spread that out within like five meals and so I'm able to hold myself over and have that proper feel for because I'll be training harder and and whatnot so are you are you going to be going so you're going to train harder over the holidays yes Probably more cardio too. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so you've definitely kind of got all those bases covered as well. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people out there who, you know, they might want to watch what they're eating, but they're not the kind of people who work out, um, you know, on a regular basis, uh, uh, anyways. And so, mm -hmm. for those people who, you know, aren't going to go, okay, I work out three days a week. Now I'm going to work out five days a week because I know it's holidays and I'm going to try and, you know, keep things under control that way. Um, yeah. What do you kind of recommend for the for the people who, you know, kind of aren't doing anything in that respect right now? They're not doing that physical component. And so how do you how do you recommend that they kind of approach their their eating habits over the holidays? Um, I, for me, I definitely making sure you're getting your veggies in you for sure. Um, like I said, I try to have a cup of veggies. It's just, you know, making sure you're getting that good handful um, of veggies with each each meal um that way you kind of feel better but that helps me feel better about myself you know mm -hmm. if I had a bad day of eating make sure I make up for it um and again going into the alcohol aspect uh kind of just be aware of what kind of alcohol you're drinking right because that's the biggest part I hear about for people is that they just get carried away with their drinks and then oh, you yeah. know that's a lot more sugar and calories in it than we ever think right yeah for some people if they just cut out their alcohol intake that makes all the difference Oh, yeah. And then for sure, then the next day when you're, you know, hungover, you feel more inclined to eat that greasy food to make you feel better. You know, healthy food doesn't mm -hmm. really appeal to you. So it's just kind of taking that into moderation and be aware. Um, do your uh, For me, like I do my research on what, you know, what you should, which, what, you know, what drinks are better for you and what aren't. So, I mean, it's just kind of if you're a wine person, get the, you know, get the wine that has just less calories in it or, you know, just don't drink the whole bottle of wine that night. <laughs> Spread it out. Moderation, right? Moderation. Yeah. And, and avoid the eggnog. That's that could be dangerous for sure. <laughs> totally, totally. Maybe, maybe yeah. not go to the not go to the after hours parties and and all that stuff. Make sure you're at a, a gathering where there's at least some food along with the alcohol. Yeah, you know, and if you feel like, you know, you kind of got to be a part of it, you know, get an empty uh, beer can and fill it up with water. So, you know, people think that you're drinking, <laughs> so you're not going to be pressured or anything like that. <laughs> Do you think that's going to be a, a, a problem for a lot of people is feeling that social pressure to uh, engage in, you know, imbibing and, uh, and, and, oh, eating, for sure. and eating sweets and stuff like that? Yeah, because you're like, oh, like... Oh, your your cousin's in town. Oh, you have to come out with us. Come on, I never I never see you. You know, everyone's in town, right? You know, especially for people my age, it's always like, oh, we gotta get to the bar. We gotta be here for pre drinks, and so you know, it's just kind of what everyone is doing. Like you said, it's part of the whole socializing part of it, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the the one Christmas that I was straight edge. Um, it's kind of like the, it's the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of moderation goes, because you know. Some people will go into the holidays and uh, they won't think twice about how much weight they're going to put on uh, due to the, the change in their um, behaviors over the holidays, right? Um, so with with me, I restricted myself from all of that stuff, 
plus I was, you know, trying to rev up all the exercise and stuff like that and, and, and trying not to miss any workouts, uh, which yeah. was kind of difficult because I was also, you know, we went out of town to, uh, to my girlfriend's parents' place and, um, access to, uh, 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 gyms was kind of limited so you know I would end up doing like uh like there was this I think there's this kind of walk for charity or something like that like a 5k or something and and I put a kettlebell inside a backpack and I (laughs) and I did the and I did the walk um which was a terrible idea and I don't recommend it to anyone um you know and and uh to try and stay true to the principle of uh progressive overload I'd have to get uh, my girlfriend to sit on my legs while I did dips off the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just, just, you know, any kind of uh way to, to get that overload in. So make it work. Yeah. You know, it, um, and you shouldn't really have to do that over the, over the holidays. I mean, yeah, I mean, holidays, thing, right? vacations, all that stuff. Um, just moderation, right? Just exactly. Don't eat the whole damn pan of, uh, of brownies. You yep. know, don't go crazy. Um, yep. you know, just try to try to uh, weather the storm until it's over and then go back to your normal routine. And, you know, if you put on, you know, maybe five pounds, hey, five's better than 10 or 20. Yeah. That's right? the thing. It's not the end of the world. It's not like it's, you know, your last, uh, doesn't mean you can go, you know, exactly. You, you can, you put it on, you can take it back off. Right. It's just putting <laughs> in that, putting in that extra work, you know, what you were putting in your mouth, you know, it's just. Kind of go ask yourself as well. I ask myself, like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? You know, is it is that one moment of tasting it? Is it is it worth it? So I find asking myself that question, um, I'm like, eh, it's not worth it. I don't know what it tastes like right now. I don't need to know. So you know, it's just uh, that's the question I ask myself. So that could be one that people can try asking themselves as well. Do you find you're just better off just not not going for it, not tasting it? Oh yeah, we're here at the gym, and there's you know a basket of candy canes. I uh, you know, and then all of our our members are bringing in all these things of chocolates, and I just it's just better not to get your your hands in there. I have I don't think I've touched any of it yet, yet. I say <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there could be there might be room for that in the next couple of days. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how hard I work, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, that's uh, you know that's the thing. If you can fit it in go for it but uh, you know at the same time if it's uh i'm i'm a man of priorities and uh and um, you know so my aesthetic goals uh my strength goals all that sort of stuff kind of takes precedence over um you know eating you know a butter tart yeah right there there will always be butter tarts in my future i can always have one at another time it's not it's not the end of the world well, um, and that's the thing, right? If I'm craving chocolate, I have my chocolate protein shake, and that does it for me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's a strategy, right? And it's yeah. important to find those types of strategies. And those are only things that you really start to know and learn about yourself. And it is a process of learning about yourself. Exactly. Those are, yeah. those are really only things that you learn through, you know, weeks, months, years of consistency. Yeah, and everyone's different, right? So you're gonna find what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and yeah, that's a very good point. Everyone's got to kind of walk their own, you know, blaze their own trail and, and see what works best for them. Yeah. You can't depend, um, too much on what, you know, what works for other people, you know, especially when it comes to dieting, uh, everyone's body burns off food differently. You know, some people can work with high fat diets and whatnot and others can't. So like you said, yeah, it's just working and playing around with, um, with your dieting and what makes you feel good and what feels you and everything like that. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think, and I think, uh, this is kind of a good note, uh, to end on. I think if we could just give people, um, you know, some advice on, on how to approach the holidays, it would be, you know, moderation kind of, you know, that's, that's going to be your, your overlying principle, just moderation. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, don't don't beat yourself up about uh, you know indulging yourself. Um, you know, you should you should enjoy yourself over the holidays. Yes. And um, do you have anything to add to that? Um, well, just just have fun, right? And just being aware of what's going on, and uh, you know, like I said, don't beat yourself up if you you have that one brownie or one piece of pie, and that's the thing. Just being aware, and uh, you're in control. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, enjoy be the aware, holidays. Plan ahead. Yeah. You're in control. 
Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, be confident leading into the holidays. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can always, you know, fix <laughs> whatever damage you do. New Year's is just around the corner, you know, resolutions are starting and <laughs> go with that. <laughs> yeah. A whole, a whole new year to break some resolutions. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, so. I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was a real blast. It was real, really interesting to, to get, um, you know, your insights on, on your work in the pageant and, and, uh, your, you know, your upcoming competition. So I think this is going to be really helpful for, uh, listeners who are interested in doing those sorts of things. And, oh, um, so. as soon as, uh, you know, leading up into the competition, I'd like to have you on again, just to kind of see how you're doing. And, and, uh, come May, uh, it'd be good to get you on right before and right after and, and do kind of like a wrap up on the, on this journey of yours. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be awesome. Perfect. Well, thanks again for joining me. I won't keep you any longer. It's you've had a long day and, uh, and you know, keep doing your thing. Thanks, Solly. You too. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>